on this edition of the Iowa Business Report. That's a large gap because we're seeing a large amount of these students come in and we need more instructors to help train them. Developing a strong workforce is a challenge. One major manufacturer is fostering local partnerships to make it happen in very targeted ways. Back to school spending may be lower this year. And in our business profile, we'll tell you about an Iowa home development company with building community in mind. This is the Iowa Business Report for the third weekend of July 2023. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Companies are increasingly looking to grow their workforce and are engaging in unique approaches to reach various audiences. David Ottavianelli is Director of Workforce and Community Development Programs at John Deere. He's based in the Quad Cities. You know, this goes back to now over four years ago, where I was asked by our senior leaders in the company to kind of do a workforce study. This helped determine, hey, do we have a gap in kind of try and fill those production and skilled trades roles throughout our major manufacturing sites across the United States. And then more importantly, if we do have a gap, what can we do to help solve that gap? So what we saw from that study was we knew that we had to implement some different actions rather than just posting our jobs and having the folks, uh, candidates come and flow into those roles we knew that we had to do some extraordinary efforts to get that word out and to make those connections to these roles. As you are fashioning these plans, obviously it's in the wake of COVID. It is in an environment where some people do work from home, but that's not very well suited to manufacturing. So what have some of these challenges been as you've tried to assemble the workforce needed At the same time, the industry keeps changing, manufacturing keeps changing. It didn't stay still with regard to technology. Yes, Jeff, right on. You're right on target, right? We knew back in 2019 that, hey, we had to do something different to attract people into these roles and to also help analyze what type of roles and specific qualifications do we need for those folks to work on. And that helped us. And this was pre-COVID. So um, it was actually in two, you know, early 2019 that we uh, came to this assessment and started working on these programs. And it also helped very, um, it played an important role in helping fill a number of different opportunities that we had at our manufacturing sites during COVID. So that study really looked at three main action items that we felt could make a significant difference in helping attract future talent to the changing environment that's out there in manufacturing, et cetera, with that. The number one action item that we saw and had the greatest opportunity was around how do we inform high school youth and young adults about the opportunities in manufacturing? So that was twofold. One, we inform them of these opportunities and get them talking about it, right? Today, it's not something that they see as a potential path and we can show them the benefits and about these careers and how to get engaged in them. And another important part of that was showing them a structured path to get there through Department of Labor High School Registered Apprenticeship Programs. 
The other main action item that came out of this is how do we attract military veterans and active duty service members who may be returning to the state or locations or also be interested in these types of roles. We find that their military training and the skills that they've worked on, especially around leadership and their technical skills were a great match into these roles of leading and participating in our manufacturing processes. And the third point that did get delayed with COVID was working with programs at the state and federal level for folks coming out of incarceration through apprentice programs and qualification programs and help give a second chance to those folks that could be and get them linked into potential opportunities. How has demand been? And I ask that because for some of us of a certain age, we think of manufacturing a certain way. And manufacturing, quote unquote, today is very different than it was a generation or two ago. And I just wonder if that message is getting out to a broad enough core of people so that they know what we mean these days when we talk about manufacturing. Yeah, once again, that has totally changed from where it's been in the past in really showing those candidates that what a factory looks like today through a number of different activities. One, how technically automated it is, looking at the technology that we use in our manufacturing processes, taking them through a factory tour and just as simple or showing them videos or having them participate in uh, what's been a great attractant is a augmented reality weld simulator. And we show them all the aspects of welding and especially with students, and it gives them a score and they get back in line and they want to learn more about how to, how to do better and looking at angles and speed and that attracts them. So from just showing the different perspectives of what they thought manufacturing is like or what they've been talking about to what it is today in the advanced technology that we're using in our factories has been positive, especially when you're talking with young adults. Students are a logical core group to talk to because they're examining what career they may want to take. It's a logical thing. Something that I know I have not thought about enough, and your unique background has led you to understand, there's another great core group of people who are examining their next move, and that would be those who have served in our military. As they leave military service, they're looking for what the next opportunity should be. And, and you have shepherded uh, a number of efforts to try to tap into that very valuable resource at a time when they are receptive to the information. Being a veteran, I'm so proud to be part of this program and to help give back to those who have served our country. It's an amazing to be part of this. Uh, we at John Deere our proud industry par uh, partner in what's called the DOD Skill Bridge Program. The Skill Bridge Program allows transitioning service members with command approval in their up to the last six months of service to do an internship to help them transition out of the military into the civilian sector. This program has been very valuable to help those service members with their transition help gain the skills to build their resume, and also lead them to full-time opportunities. It's been great for us to gain some fantastic technical and leadership talent that helps our company 
And most importantly, it's been critical to help grow our local communities. We've been able to attract service members back to the state or local areas and or maybe attract new members to our states and our locations. Where do you think we'll be in five years if you and I talk for an update about the program? We measure success in all these programs of placements of these students, service members, or adult learners into full-time opportunities and being uh, providing uh, them with opportunities for full-time employment. That's the ultimate goal, right, is to make sure that they're not only looking at these opportunities, but getting into them and having the skills and the credentials to be the top candidates in there. So we measure each of these programs on that. Um, it has been amazing to see the transformation in the growth in our short four years. This is just not a John Deere program. All these programs that we're talking about, they're community-based. We have great community partners to include local chambers, local high schools, community college, four-year colleges, local veterans network, state agencies, and these other businesses. And it's critical to include them in there because it opens up more opportunities. And for us, selfishly, like at Deer, it helps provide talent for our supply base and other suppliers that could be providing parts to us that we need. The ultimate goal is that we have communities that can provide a sustainable pipeline of talent into these manufacturing roles that are community-based, driven by those local chambers, and DEER is one part of this. The Quad City Chamber here in the Quad Cities has done an excellent job of engaging both businesses and the school districts in growing these programs. In April and May, we had a signing day event, Quad City-wide, 72 students. The goal is 100, you know, next year. And we, we feel we can grow that because there's two bottlenecks. One, the number of business opportunities because students are flocking to this. They talk. They, their friends tell each other, what are, you know, what's going on? You're getting paid to do that. Um, what's the experience? What are you getting after that? And that makes a big impact. The other concern and barrier long-term that we have to overcome is the number of high school and community college instructors. That's a large gap because we're seeing a large amount of these students come in and we need more instructors to help train them. David Ottavianelli, Director of Workforce and Community Development Programs at John Deere. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, July 13. Still to come, back to school spending and later sustainable housing communities. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Looking for a great summer read? Pick up the July-August issue of Iowa History Journal, then sit back and relax with stories about Jesse Field Shambaugh, the mother of 4-H, the old Riverview Amusement Park, baseball umpire Don Denkinger, Nobel Peace Prize winner John Maud, and the Sioux City Railroad Museum before you visit it this summer. Get your copy of Iowa History Journal at Barnes & Noble, Hy-Vee, Walmart, Books A Million, and iowahistoryjournal.com. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. 
Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. Back to school spending is expected to fall for the first time in nine years. That's according to a report from Deloitte. Overall, consumers are expected to spend 10% less this year, with average spending per child falling to $597. And that adds up. The overall back-to-school market is projected to shrink to $31.2 billion versus $34.4 billion in 2022. Nearly a third of the households surveyed say they are in a worse financial situation than last year, and a majority, 51%, say they expect the economy to weaken over the rest of 2023. Spending on back-to-school clothing is set to fall 14%, while spending on electronics will drop 13%. But the school supplies category overall is expected to see a 20% increase in spending. Coming up, an Iowa company changes the housing industry. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. AM Radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM Radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM Radio in cars. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. In our business profile, we'll introduce you to Switch Homes, a home development company based in Dubuque. On Friday, July 7, the group held a groundbreaking for a new sustainable living community in Dubuque. Steve Davis of Switch Homes tells us about the company and why their approach is far more than building homes. Switch Homes is a startup home builder with a ton of experience in the development and construction industry. Switch Homes provides affordable, sustainable housing in the communities that we serve. So the first development will be here in a master plan community in Dubuque, and it'll offer eight different floor plans of right-sized homes, which range from about 925 square feet up to 1,800 square feet. Switch Homes is different in that it's new construction, high-quality new construction that has a focus on right-sized housing efficiency and affordability. So we are creating new housing for people who kind of fit in the middle. They don't want a large custom built home or some of the larger spec homes that seem to be built quite often in new developments, but there's a need out there, a a significant need for people with just a right size space. You have various locations I see from the website where you have done things. Talk about the map and how you selected where you are at? And is it something where if I'm not in one of these cities, can I just contact Switch Homes and say, I've got a lot over here and I want to build a home? So Switch Homes is a community builder. 
Dubuque as the first master plan community development is a great example of the philosophy behind Switch Home. So we're developing community along with filling that housing need. So the development offers a ton of green space, walking trails, ways for people to interact with each other if they want and get outside and enjoy the place that they call home and be proud of where they live. So Dubuque, it is an 80 acre parcel of land and 50 of that is going to be housing. So there's going to be a significant amount of green space and room to move around in in this development. The other communities, uh, we currently have 13 homes under construction, uh, a couple that are set to finish shortly here in just a couple of weeks in July. That is in the Prairie Heights neighborhood on the north side of Davenport. We selected these lots specifically for the development that they were available in. So again, there's a park, massive park right across the street. The public library is, is across the street. Walking trails are accessible from all of these homes. Finally, the, the next development is in Bettendorf. And Bettendorf is a little bit different concept in that it is a condominium development. So we are going to build 30 condominiums there. And those will range from 1,500 square feet up to about 1,800 square feet. And there'll be two and three-story units. What's unique about this development is that it's an infill lot, it, kind of in the middle of town, right off of Middle Road and Spruce Hills. So rather than expanding outward in the community, we're making good use of space already within the community in a redevelopment area. It, being a community builder, unfortunately, people just can't buy their lot and then um, ask us to construct a home there. The sales process for us is you're purchasing a lot in the home of your choice, the floor plan of your choice with your finishes all in one shot. So it's really unique on the website. You can go out and really select your community within that community, select which lot you prefer. After you've selected your lot, you choose your floor plan, one of the eight floor plans for the single housing development. And then from there, you actually select all of your finishes right there online. So we have the lineup of choices that we've kind of narrowed it down to for you. One of the biggest challenges with building a new house is making all of those decisions. We've made it pretty simple to make sure we incorporate really good, high quality and sustainable products in the homes. So you can simply choose your color scheme and choose the kind of the end finishes. From there, you reserve a lot. And once the home is completed, then you'll close on your loan or, or finalize the purchase and move in. How were these areas selected for these communities? The one that you're breaking ground on this week is just off the Northwest Arterial in Dubuque. You're calling it the farm. How did you put a pin in a map and say, all right, we want to do this in Bettendorf. We want to do this in Dubuque. Obviously, there's a lot of study that goes on to make sure that it's feasible. There's a lot that goes into selecting a location. Obviously, we want it to be a good location for the people that are going to live there. We want it to be accessible. We want it to be also in an area that is, in a lot of cases, not quite so urban, you know, very well connected, but not quite so urban to really allow people to get out and enjoy the environment around them. You know, sometimes people come to us with locations as well. So that's something that uh, Switch Homes is always open to considering if there is a parcel of land somewhere that might be good for, for a new Switch Homes community. We're always keeping our eye out there for what might be available. And some of the things like Bettendorf have come to us in that way. The name Switch Homes is very purposefully drawn. Tell me why the name of the company is Switch Homes and what's the background of those who put the company together a few years ago? Meaning behind Switch Homes is to switch the way we think about housing. 
there seems to be a groove in which people are in some home builders to build spec homes that are all very similar. It's really difficult to find really good, high quality housing and right sized homes. So we're doing what I think is a really hard thing to do for a home builder in building really smaller footprint homes and still provide all those amenities and the high quality that people are demanding right now in their home. So it's a really change in in the way the construction or the home construction industry is thinking about housing from my perspective. So what's the future then? Presuming that things are going well with these initial communities, what do you think will be the landscape, not just for switch homes, but with regard to this concept moving forward? Yeah, I think the future could potentially be incredible. Um, obviously, we're keeping our eye on the ball right now and making sure we follow through with what we need to in the in the communities that we're just getting off the ground here. But going forward, I think there's a really significant push for sustainable products. Um, we're seeing in other states where they're banning the use of natural gas in homes, in their stoves and things like that. So as we continue forward, we're considering looking at communities that are all electric or heated and cooled with geothermal technology, for example, and that could be coming in the future. So we want to keep our eye on the ball for what we're doing currently, but look to the future and how we can deliver the product that people want. Steve Davis of Switch Homes of Dubuque, online at switchhomes.com. We spoke via Zoom on Thursday, July 6. And that brings us to the close of this week's program, We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR extras and IBR business profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.